Welcome to the Skeptic Wire. Today is the 29th of December, 2011. This is episode number 38 of The Skeptic Wire. Yay! Yay! I am Gary Lawn, and with me, as most always, except when they're not, are Greg Perrine. Not tonight, not dear, I have a headache. <laughs> and Donna Swafford. Yeah, I'm just here. Yep, I think we're all pretty much coming down off of the the holiday high... Or low, depending on if you were having a good time or not a good time. I had a pretty good time. Everyone have a good holiday so far? I had more of a holiday mellow. Mellow. I went back east, spent time with family, but stayed mostly with my brother and sister-in-law uh-huh. so that they didn't have to host my mother and stepfather. So, <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that a, a, a point of contention? Well, it's more just having the mother and stepfather around is just more work than I am. Oh, well, that's, yeah, I suppose that's... So got to relax and just chat with them, play games, watch DVDs, cook, stuff like that. Nice and relaxing vacation. And where was that? Maryland. All right, and what's their address? No. (laughs) (laughs) Oddly enough, what um, I was listening to the last episode that we did about the War on Christmas. Yeah, Christmas, yeah. And the, the topic came up about the post office, Yeah. and the guy who was kind of like, Pouncing on the people who are kicking out the carolers, and you bought you guys both said Silver Springs, Maryland. Yeah. They live in Silver Spring, Maryland, and they were very, especially my sister in law was very forceful on the point to tell you guys it's Silver Spring, Maryland. Okay, what is your sister in law's first name? Celinda. Celinda, we're sorry. <laughs> yes, Celinda's, we're very sorry's. And I found out more detail on the situation in that Silver Spring, Maryland has four post offices. They've already closed three of them, and they're threatening to close the fourth one. So it may be that the guy who kicked out the carolers was about to lose his job. Hmm. So he may have been in a bad mood anyway and not wanted people caroling around and didn't want the hassle. And it just seemed like the the tool from the American Family, whatever... American Family Association. Just, you know... Just was that last straw on the camel's back that's, you know, just said, screw this. No one's having a happy Christmas. Bombug. Very possibly. I can't imagine them. I mean, how if if you, if you used to have four post offices there and they're shutting all of them down. I mean, how how large is this city? It's it's a Township. town in Maryland near Washington, D.C., and it's. You know, it's people losing jobs because it's not necessarily condensing hmm. mail centers. It's closing down and saying we don't need as many people anymore. Hmm. Well, I'm sure they can look forward to reopening those places as massage pl- centers and um, check in the mail places. Check in the mail places, yeah, and <laughs> auto title loans and the uh, the places that that do nails and stuff. Yeah, that's oh, gonna- and cell phone stores. Oh, very good. Re- resellers. One of those kind of little strip malls when I used to live up in Chicago opened up a casket selling store. Oh my god, that's awesome. It was right I by love- the highway, a really convenient location to just stop <laughs> off, get <laughs> gas, get a casket, and keep driving. Sure. 
why not just go to Costco or Sam's? <laughs> I I don't know for for those I'm, I'm times, sorry casket seller I'm just joking for, for those times yeah, when you really need business. a premium <laughs> casket yeah, exactly now as you're yes. on you know just getting on the highway so you're you're calling along oh hey uh, Uncle Bob doesn't have a casket can you pick up one on the way uh sure I'm stopping at a gas and go unfortunately Casket. they only sell them in dual packs so you gotta <laughs> kill packs. kill aunt barbara yeah uh, how, how heavy was it they've got the do i have to get an extra large anyway <laughs> Ooh, i get a free slushy with a casket, free slushy with a casket. <laughs> nice so yeah that was my holiday <laughs> well glad you had a good good holiday what about, what about you, Donna? Nice, quiet, stayed at home. Stayed at home. Watched a lot of um, West Wing. <laughs> so we did that too. Okay. Did you watch is that, West is Wing? That, is that a particularly festive thing to watch? Since both of you watched it. No, I just my family lives near DC, so I think they were catching up on West Wing that they never seen before. For a show that's been gone for like five, eight. It was years. one of those Netflix things. <laughs> This is a much better government than the one that we currently have, and uh, <laughs> one that we are probably going to have for next time. So we will uh, entertain yeah, ourselves. Yeah, a Catholic president who understands the, diff- the separation of church and state. Sounds That's like always Kennedy. <laughs> kind of Kennedy-esque, I guess. Yeah. Okay. But. No, it just like I said, nice, quiet. It was me, Michael, and the kids, and it's quiet. You know, <laughs> I really can't say. Like <laughs> Those, literally, we did. Nothing. <laughs> Those are some of the best vacations. When yeah, I'm not kidding. You know, you don't have to rush around from thing to thing to thing. You're not like, okay, you got I'd... ten minutes for the Grand Canyon. Go. Yeah, but then I go to the bottom really early the next day and go to work. So, which ah, sucked. So, which right, is partially why we're recording on a Thursday instead of a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. If you can tell the the difference in our voices, listeners. Yes. <laughs> oh, you may you may be wondering why. Why we didn't? I didn't upload an episode today. That's because we're recording it right now, which for you is then, but it's now for us now. Okay. We had this discussion now last time. Then now. No, we had we had to cut this one out from last week. We're not going to go through it. So it's the neutrinos. I blame so, the neutrinos. <laughs> so uh, it says holiday update. I presume that that's that, about, that that's holiday. what we just okay. did. Not that we have like a new holiday that we have to do. Okay. So, uh, skeptical birthdays? You have skeptical birthdays? Yes. Uh, let's see. In 1571, Johannes Kepler was born. All right. So that's kind of science skeptical and oh, uh, of the 27th. Sorry, these are both the 27th because I did my research a little early. <sighs> and <laughs> the 27th of December... Uh, 1822, Louis Pasteur was born. Oh, yes. So, discussion yeah. about the Louis guy Pasteur. that provides our milk now. All right. Excellent. Petition anti vax. Several months ago, um, I think it was the National Vaccine Information Center tried to put a big electronic billboard up in uh, Times, Square. Times Square. And the Uber. Now, let's, of- let's, let's be clear on the. Uh, the National Vaccine Information Center yes. is actually an anti-vaccination. Yeah, it's one of those actually, craftily named, like the Australian Vaccina- Vaccination Network. Right, or or anything having to do with family. Right. Okay. Where they're very or traditional. Or yeah. Right. So, National Vaccine Information Center, bunch of anti-vaccination kooks, first tried to put up, uh, well, did put up a billboard in... 
in Times Time Square. Square. They were probably the same kind of people who tried to put the anti-vaccination, the the subtly anti-vax ads in um, movie, movie theaters. theaters and then in Delta flights commercials. Well, they're back at it again in that they're going to, they want to put up a um, big anti-vaccination kind of, you know, you know, be careful, you know, check with your doctors first, you know, come to our website and which see is, what, well, find the which, truth about vaccines. Which I, which I love that it says, oh, check with your doctors. Well, you should be checking with your doctors. Yeah. Uh, and they should be telling you vaccines are safe and effective and save lives. Unless your child has a pre-existing condition which that they actually, know about. actually, when we are finished with this, there's something I want to add to this. So, so uh, they want to run this big ad in Times Square, and it's also going to be running... During the New Year's time, when ABC is doing their Rockin' New Year's Eve, and it with happens Dick that... Dick Clark? Yeah, I don't know if Dick Clark does it anymore, because, <laughs> you know, the whole stroke thing. Oh, um, I didn't know he had a stroke. Yes. Oh, a couple I said years whole, ago. the whole, whole three thing. Huh? Wow, you really haven't been doing your research. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were going to be talking about New Year's Eve, Rockin' New Year's Eve. And and one of the people who's going to participate in the Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve. Now this I knew. Jenny McCarthy. So uh, the uber wonderful people over at Skeptic, including Elise Anders, Jamie Bernstein, who's not like officially part of Skeptic, but... Uh, you know, also, a lot of guest posting. Yeah, guest posting and also very awesome. Elise and Jamie of uh, Women Thinking Free Foundation and the Hug Me Unvaccinated campaign have started a change.org petition to basically convince ABC that they should not be running this dangerous ad. So long story short, go over to skeptic.org. It's a few posts down, but go check it out. Go try and sign the change.org petition. And... Um, Get active, people. That that should be your New Year's resolution, which we'll get to later. Yep. To get out there and at least do simple things like be active on the internet and you know comment on stupid things you find or sign change.org petitions. Write your senator. Write your you know your local representative. Write your mayor when they do something that just needs a response. The, for every one response, these kind of people get. Usually they expect, oh, there's a hundred people who didn't respond, so mm-hmm. maybe I should pay attention to this. So get out there and do something. And speaking of people who do not vaccinate their children, I have a little beef with parents in my child's school district. Uh, no, the night that the the night of the last day that kids had school, I get a phone call from automated phone call from my child's school district now, and I've said this before. I have a daughter who cannot get the pertussis vaccine due to other health concerns. Hmm. Confirmed cases of whooping cough in her school. Yay. Great. Just want to thank you, San Antonio, for not vaccinating your children. Thank you for putting my daughter at risk. I'm guessing it's mostly people who just too many people said, I'm going to choose to take the personal or religious exemption. Yep. It's probably a Be- requirement that just, it's too easy to get out of. In addition, yeah, I, because I, they, there's a religious exemption, right? That's all they have to say. Yeah. That is all they have to say. Every time a child gets a vaccine, little baby Jesus cries. Well, Vax- Jesus never said anything about vaccines. Did, I guarantee you when he, when he was a child. Yeah. It was cut out from the Bible, but it's apocryphal. It's in the apocryphal. <laughs> I just want to say thank you, people. Thank you. Thank you very much for putting my child at risk. That was angry sarcasm, right? 
you think? Well, the listeners Was can't that? see the the fate the look on your face. I just, you know, it's one of those things. You know, I, my daughter depends on the herd immunity, and we don't get it here in San Antonio. Yep. Well, some, said, some school districts do. Not the largest one in San Antonio, whom I will not mention by name, but you can look it up on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a link in the show notes. Yes. Condolences yes, to Aaron Ra. Aaron Ra's granddaughter just recently passed away oh. at the age of three and a half due to cancer. Oh. Well, so our, I think I can speak for the Skeptic Wire team when I say... We're very sorry for your loss, Aaron. That's all we have to That's say. That's all we have to say. <laughs> he he posted say? a very moving... A very moving video um, about his daughter, his granddaughter's battle with cancer and about all the people in the skeptical community who stepped forward to help. I so, yet another call to get out there and help the people you can. Right. Yep. We need, we need more ways to yeah. say... I'm sorry, and, and yeah. there's, there's a couple of books well, on that, by the way. Well, there, there are a lot of things you can do. There's the um, Foundation Beyond Belief you can give in someone's name yep. to help to those kind of causes. And there's also, giving to your local skeptical organization. There's the uh, James Randi Foundation. There's found, uh, Freedom from Religion Foundation. All those kind of organizations that can use your support and your money. Yep. Right. In addition, I know several people... And I will actually probably be doing this year. I've done a lot of charity work with St. Baldrick's Foundation. St. Baldrick's is the single largest money raiser for childhood cancer research in the nation. Um, they will be doing um, a large event in Austin, either late March, early April. Um, I'm probably going to be participating in shaving my head for kids for cancer. So there you go. Come I, out I and would. support. Can't do it. Already bald. All right. All right. Well, thank you for that. That kind of flows right into um, yeah, Christopher Hitchens, because we didn't really get to it last time. Because, uh, because we, we, we were, recorded we early. We pre-recorded, and then we didn't have time. Yeah. So you want to start, Donna, with that? Okay, Sorry, yeah. Sorry, Donna, do you want to start with that? Yes, I will start. Um, I'll just, you know, I got up early one morning. You know, kicked on, you know, picked up my phone and kicked on Facebook. And I think I saw your post about it. I saw mm -hmm. somebody else's. And I was floored. And I, I freely admit that I was one of those that said, if there's anybody in the world who's going to beat this, it's going to be Hitch. You know, even though in my head I can go, stage four esophageal cancer. That's bad <laughs> Not shit. Not many people come back <laughs> from that. And but part, you know, it's the natural psychological kind of thing of wanting to think, well, my hero can get through this. Yeah. You know, and granted, it helps that he had money, as opposed to say some poor family. But you, you know, you, you think, okay, well, maybe my hero can get through this. Maybe they can be the exception to this really heavy cancer. And it's 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 easy to get uh, to fall into those just natural traps. I don't know if it's just because I've, I've worked so much and, you know, hearing about this, hearing about Arn Ra's granddaughter, I've, I've been to half a dozen funerals of people who've had cancer this year. This hit me hard. Hmm. Hit me a lot harder than I thought it would. 
because I frequently disagreed with a lot of what Hitch had to say. I, you know, when he first came out with his support of the Gulf War, I was all like, screw you. And his whole thing about um, waterboarding, you know, waterboarding wasn't torture, da, 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 da. But I have to give the man credit of he put his, you know, money where his mouth was and, you know, allowed himself to be waterboarded. And he's and he's turned the only around. one, as far as I know, that yeah. actually waterboarded Hannity. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, and he—I think he changed his mind. Yes, he, he did. On that, he did. Yeah, he, he came out it, and said, "This is torture. I was wrong. I apologize." Yeah, there was a bit I think in the New York Times obituary about him that um, I guess it followed after an article he had wrote about getting a bikini wax and what that's <laughs> like. Yeah, and he said. Well, bikini wax hurts more, but yeah, it's definitely torture. <laughs> and and that's the kind of wit he had where he could take these very serious comments, you know, serious situations and just turn a, turn a phrase and get you to kind of agree with him even if it's a controversial topic. Yeah. And well, not even that, not even that. Uh I would say his his big thing was the the fact that you could disagree with him, and he could disagree with you, and you could still maintain a respectful uh, friendship. Right, right, but that also, that ability to turn that phrase could get the crowd with him in a debate. Oh, well, that's, yeah. Which, so. that's, that's one of the things where it, there's a lot of people in our community who are very smart, very educated, but they may not be great debaters because... That the inability to win over the crowd and they're just trying to fight with the facts. And sometimes that in a debate situation, that doesn't always work. Sometimes in the debate situation, you need that soundbite. Yes. That yeah. applause line that gets the crowd on your side. Well, yeah. But we have to also take, take with a grain of salt the term debate. Yeah. <laughs> Because the no, debates, I, I mean, yeah. Hitchens and, and the people that he went on tour with uh, talking around the country, uh, they they would debate. They were capable. He was a good debater. He was an excellent debater. He was an excellent debater, excellent public speaker. And he was a man who could romance a woman, go out, drink with the boys, smoke the cigars, everything else, not sleep hammer back several drinks and then get on and, you know, debate big names. Um, Matt Chapman talking about how they had gone out one night and he was starting to feel the drinks. And so he goes to the bathroom, he comes back and hitches all like, Hey, I've ordered us a couple more drinks and there's four drinks sitting there. And he goes, yeah, once we finish these, I've, I've got to go. Um, I've got to go to a debate and didn't miss a beat in his debate. You know, so, I mean, you got to give the man credit for... Being a functional alcoholic? Truly living. <laughs> he lived unapologetically. So, one of the other interesting things to come after Christopher Hitchens' death is people started posting on Twitter about Hitchens, and they would hashtag it, God is not great. Yeah. Because that is one of... I mean, he's. I, I in reading through the obituary, I did. I didn't realize just how much, how varied his books were. I mean, I know he's only written a couple things about atheism, book wise, but um, God Not Great is one of his most famous books nowadays. Because he could actually do a book tour on it, whereas yeah. uh, 
uh, a biography. A bi- biography <laughs> of Thomas Jefferson. It's like, okay, maybe you go on CNN and you talk about your thing, and but you don't do a big, you know, stadium book tour, right? And perhaps have debates about yeah. you, you don't know, be, how great he was. You don't get called one of the four horsemen. Because you write a biography of Thomas Jefferson or whatever else he did. Yeah, but there are some Christians who took the hashtag God is not great to an uber extreme. Yes. You know, I I mean, there were people who basically posted death threats to about the whoever made the God is not great tag. Go kill yourself. (laughs) Very Christian love up over on BuzzFeed.com. We'll post a link to this. There's a list of the 25 dumbest reactions or most ridiculous reactions to the God is not great hitch, uh, hashtag. And it, I mean, granted, this is a selected sample of a lot of things, but there's, it seems like a 20 out of the 25 use the word kill somewhere. A couple of them talk about you should be raped or, and plenty of them say you go to hell and I, part of it is just not getting the point of understanding that this is about a book title, and it's about Christopher Hitchens. Well, you know... Maybe it's, it's not the most famous book in the world, like, I don't know, their Bible, but this is not very... This is very West ba- Westboro Baptist Christian, and not very, you know, just go to Sunday... You know, right, and you services don't see, once a week and don't really care and much about it. I guess my it. issue is, is because you don't see these, quote, moderate or liberal Christians who are always saying, well, you can't compare us to Westboro Baptists. Then, you know what? Start calling out your own people who start this shit. Uh, a kind of a side thing to the God is a great hashtag is um, there are also lots of other hashtags that are out there that kind of cause controversy, but apparently... Um, enough complaints came through with the God is not great hashtag that either it got taken down or banned or something like that. But on the other hand, there there's apparently uh, uh, around the same time, there was another hashtag that was trending just as much as God is not great. And it's the hashtag was reasons to beat your girlfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was this, con- I mean, you, you'd see different things like, because she didn't make me breakfast, or because, you know, she didn't have sex with me, or whatever like that. Sort of a first world problems sort of thing? Almost, but yeah. not as funny. Yeah. Not funny at all. I mean, they're, you know, they're kind of people... Just Being misogynistic. Incredibly misogynistic, and talking about, you know, domestic abuse as if it's a funny thing. And no one's really... I mean, there are a few people in... Mostly on the feminist blogs, but a few people are complaining about the, um, you know, reasons to beat your girlfriend hashtag, but there's not this huge outcry from everybody to try to ban that. But basically, there's no death threats over that, but death threats over God is not great. And of all the possible things you could say about religion... That is not the worst thing you could say. <laughs> you you could have hashtagged like God is a fucktard. And I would understand how people would get like, hey, come on, language, language. But God is not great. Even if you didn't know that there was a title of an of a book, that's a, a total overreaction. Yeah, there was nothing else for us to say other than yeah, we agree. <laughs> okay. 
I just, we concur I, mightily. <laughs> I don't have a Twitter account of my own right now. I'm a bit of a luddite that way. I understand that. Hmm. So I don't. I, I. It's seeing this from the outside of what things apparently trend and what don't. I mean, I, I know some. You know, the first weekend in July, there's always. 10,000 posts under the the amazing meeting hashtag, and then it disappears for another year. I understand how that works, but how these other kind of things start trending. There's no sheriff out there saying... No. uh, And and, and, and Twitter's (laughs) absolutely right not to. I think. I mean, that's the whole whole freedom of the internet. But but with the whole SOPA thing, uh, I mean, they can... Anybody can... Sorry, not anybody, but the powers that be... Can shut something can down. Can shut something down if they don't like it, and that's and that's that destroys that's the entire. So subjective, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It destroys everything about the what what makes the internet so great. I mean, it, it kind of goes back to the the license plates with you know you know the one crosses state, on them. Yeah, one state and got no problem. At least I know. You know that's great. We still disagree about that. I, one, I, I, know, I know. I know. I know. I know. We do, but. Then you see, oh, well, you can see if this, like, 25 reasons to beat your girlfriend. Right. Uh, I know who I probably don't particularly care to hang out with. Granted, That's true. I should probably already know that I don't care to hang out with them, but every once in a while, you know. <laughs> right. So, you, you, you know, phone. like, the people who are hashtagging something, some nerdy kind of, uh, you know, I don't know, the movie titles that sound like poop jokes, like <laughs> Operation Dumbo Drop sounds like a poop joke. Right. You know to f- hang out with those people because they're fun. The people who hashtag reasons to beat your girlfriend or, you know, you know, the South will rise again or something <laughs> right. like that. Okay. I don't want to follow you. I'm not going to yeah. deal with you. So there, you probably don't have yeah. to even talk with them anymore. So, there, <laughs> yes, I, I agree that there's a certain benefit to knowing where these people are and being able to identify them. Kind of like, you know, months ago with the Mabus situation, he was, you know, being a total dick and threatening people, but we knew who he was. But on the other, the other side of that is, is that you've also sometimes, especially in the, like with Twitter, I mean, I know that, I mean, I have, I have a Twitter account that I'm actually, Going the first of the year, I will start to use it more. But sure, you yeah, will. I said watching, so. but it is also a good way to keep track of you know your enemies, for lack of a better word. You know, sure, people who post like um, Brian Brown for you know uh, National Organization for Marriage. It's a really nice way to kind of keep track of the other side as well, even though you don't agree with them. You right. Well, that's up- that's why that's why I get the feeds from the American Family Association. Oh boy! I mean, if if you're signed up for their email list, their automatic emails, you're obviously for them, right? I mean, why would you be against them, right? But but they have very leading titles and emotionally charged titles all the time. So, not unlike natural news. But regardless, <laughs> so another thing that came up with with Hitch, uh, Christopher Hitchens' death is. Uh, a lot of the canards, like, all deaths come in three, for example. Yeah. And that's kind of a, a misnomer. It, always, it, it, it does it always, seem that way, doesn't it it? it? it always seems that way, but it seems to be... It, it, 
it seems that way because it's prevent presented to us in the media media that way. True. Now, granted, we're pattern seeking pattern seeking animals, so we're bound to do this kind of thing anyway to group people together. Of oh, you know, and three is a good number. Three yeah. is good for jokes. It's a magic. Three is number. the magical. <laughs> well, it, it's it's two people is a coincidence. Like oh, they just happened to die in the same week. Yeah. You know, you know, like when Gary and Donna die in the same week, it's going to be a bit of a coincidence. Not if you're the one that's killing us. Well, with I was all... say, I'm right <laughs> home with you tonight. I, I'm so when all three of us die over uh, of mysterious circumstance, uh, just even of natural circumstances in the yeah. same week, someone will think oh, the skeptic wire curse. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, Sorry. maybe one person. <laughs> My mom. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> So, like, as as far as I can tell, the only case of a death coming in three that actually was kind of significant was when, like, that plane went down with the big bopper and Richie uh, uh, Richie Valens and and, Buddy uh, Holly. Buddy Holly. You know, that was a death that came in three, and it made sense. But a lot of the... They were all in the plane. Exactly. That's why (laughs) it makes sense. If you want to make the argument, it was actually more like four, because... um, the, the pilot. pilot. Exactly. <laughs> and it's the kind of thing where, okay, you know, when a bunch of people die that are famous, you kind of group together the three most famous people and you're kind of cherry picking your data. You're ignoring all the other people moderately famous right. who, who died right. that week. Say, for example, three, you know, uh, a couple movie stars and a political figure die in the same week. All very well known, but then say some second string baseball player dies in the same week. They're fairly famous. The the baseball player is fairly famous because they're in the big leagues. But we just group those three together because it's the rule of three, and it's yeah. well. And prime example is this is um, in Hitch's book um, Hitch Twenty Two. He talked about his relationship with Vaclav Havel, mm-hmm. who died just within days of Hitch. Right. You know, but I mean, most of the world went Vaclav. Yeah. And then we have all the people because these two guys were big on anti-totalitarianism. Because Kim Jong Il died in the same week, it's like, oh, well, let's group those three together and let's yeah. forget, you know, I don't know, Joe Schmo, who died in the same week. Yeah, well, you know, time. we have to put up with all the screaming and crying from North Korea right now. So. <laughs> it's been not anymore. Not anymore. They have King Jong- Kim Jong-un. Yeah, but the, did you see the funeral for Kim Jong-il? No, I don't There don't were care. literally people, like, throwing themselves in front of the street during the funeral procession. I was all like... Hmm. Well, he's been set up to be a god on Earth, yep. so you're going to get that reaction. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you knew, what, knew someone who wrote 50,000 books, 15,000? 50,000 books, bowled a perfect game, uh, got nine holes in one on the first time he played golf, I mean, you'd... Is that all things that Kim Jong-il has said about yes. himself? <laughs> well, his propaganda arm. He may not have said those. I mean, he's well, okay. too modest to say that stuff about <laughs> Yes, because he's the dear Well, now leader. he's too dead to say that stuff about himself. Yes. 
dead, just like, you know, Vaclav Havel and Christopher Hitchens are. Right. But I'm sure there are other people who died this week, or that week. Yeah, well, we could look it up, but I can't be arsed. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's it's like the the situation where they they say, you know, if in in the classroom you're in in high school or something it their odds are someone is going to someone in the classroom is going to share a birthday with someone else right it's the law of large numbers yes. there are a lot of famous people people are dying all the time and there are 7 billion people alive currently right ish so it's even possible for this this kind of superstition of deaths come in threes for pe- people to believe that about their personal lives because you know, you may know a bunch of people on Twitter or something who, you know, you, you know someone who knows someone who died and know someone who knows someone who died and, oh, law of threes. So it's just silly. It's it cherry picking. It's it's yeah. kind of pattern recognition, like seeing the face of Jesus in a toaster and, well, not the toaster. And also, well, hold on. The- it depends. It depends on which toaster you've bought. Okay. <laughs> If well, that's for that's forcing the issue. If you've got a toaster that looks like Jesus, you got a bigger problem. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's sort of what 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 they say about predicting earthquakes. Oh, it'll either happen in the first half of the month or that second half of the month, or <laughs> within two weeks of a full moon or two weeks of new moon. Yeah, which it, that that's kind of what what we're talking about here because you could take. The last person that died, let's say that was Kim Jong-il, and then combine that with someone else that was famous that just died, right. and it just keeps rolling down throughout the year. Yeah, so either you're com- you're trying to find other people of similar um, notoriety yeah. or famousness. Yeah, because we had... And it could be all in one month. Well, we had uh, Gaddafi and Kim Jong-il now and Osama bin Laden. It came in threes. Three dictators. All in this three years. All year. dead. Yeah. All in one year. 365 days. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) We were kind of looking for Osama bin Laden. (laughs) Yeah, so it'll be, you know, it's not always the same rule. Sometimes it's the same week, sometimes it's the same month. Yeah. Like, I think it was like Janis Joplin and uh, Jimi Hendrix died fairly close to each other. Hmm. But they weren't in the same week, but people still group that together. Yeah. So it's it's there's not always the same rule of time for this rule of three or you know, okay, just exactly how well known does someone have to be and That's a good question. I mean it's it's one of those things where it's We're not well known enough. No. <laughs> no. So when all three of us die in a bus accident, it won't matter. Well, that's precognitive, isn't it? <laughs> Only if we die in a bus accident. Going to the Reason Rally? <laughs> um, I'm canceling my bus trip. <laughs> well, then we'll all die well, in a train it'd be, accident. It'd be, yeah, it'd be, it'd be far more impressive if someone died in a bus accident and someone died in a plane accident and someone died in taking a taxi at the same time. Right, that would be much that would be impressive. more statistically odd Yeah. than all three of us who happen to be in the same bus dying all at once. Exactly. I won't die in the bus accident. Because you'll be wearing your motorcycle helmet? No. I will suspend myself in the air as it tumbles. <laughs> and step over our step on our heads as you get out of the bus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know that Assholes we share this relationship. Those, <laughs> but I like you guys. I appreciate you helping me stay alive. <laughs> Not if Greg has his way. Pre- precognitively. 
I'm not trying to kill you people. It's just going to happen that way. I'm like... <laughs> I mean... Uh... Wow! I am so totally installing uh, alarms and stuff inside this house. Metal detector for you. <laughs> I think I'm calling Michael It'll to come and pick me work. up. never work. I'll use a ceramic knife. I mean, no. Uh, I won't kill you at all, Gary. Yeah, that's that does it. I'm hiring TSA. <laughs> so one of my favorite quotes by Christopher Hitchens, and I'm sure a lot of the skeptics have also glommed onto it. Yeah. Is what can be asserted without proof can be dismissed without proof. Which, as you said, has also been seen as flying about as what can be asserted without evidence can be dismissed without evidence. Uh, either way, it's a fantastic quote. For, yeah, it's for that skeptics. great, great turn of phrase that he can do at the same time as being a truism that you know it. It's you can't really debate that very much, and it you know, yeah, it's can. it's like the you know um, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. That's very pithy and gets the point across. Well, I actually have two quotes. Go My for first it. one is uh, from an episode of Penn and Teller, where he said, "Faith is the surrender of the mind. It is the surrender of reason. It is the surrender of the only thing that makes us different from other mammals. It's our need to believe and to surrender our skepticism and our reason, our yearning to discard that and put all of our trust or faith into someone or something." That is the sinister thing to me. Of all the supposed virtues, faith must be overrated. And then uh, from a speech that he gave at uh, a debate at the University of Toronto, my own opinion is enough for me, and I claim the right to have it defended against any consensus, any majority, anywhere, any place, any time. And anyone who disagrees with this can pick a number and get in line and kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the, to me, that that was hitch. You, just that I will debate you and I will debate you till the end. And there's a long line of people waiting to do it. So Plus, the structure of the quote was smart, 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 smart. Fuck you. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you know, sometimes you have to have the fuck you. Yeah. Um, you know, I hate to say it. Sometimes you- we've, we've lost a little bit of the, the high class insult. Yes. Yeah. Churchill was great at it. Hitchens was great at it. Yep. Yes. Uh, he had a couple of really great ones. Um, everybody does have a, a book in them, but in most cases, that's where it should stay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then he was on C-SPAN in 2009 and apparently was talking about Jerry Falwell, where he said if he had been given an enema, he could have been buried in a matchbox. <laughs> Well, let's also say something here. Hitch was an equal opportunist. Yes. He because his quote from um, about Obama receiving the Peace Prize. Obama's Nobel Peace Prize would be like giving someone an Oscar in hopes that it would encourage them to make a decent motion motion picture. <laughs> you know, he he rattled cages on both sides. Yeah. Uh, all, we, all sides. A good one on Michael Moore. Uh, the laugh here is on the polished, sophisticated Europeans. They think Americans are fat, vulgar, greedy, stupid, ambitious, and ignorant, and so on. And they've taken as their very own, as their representative American, someone who actually embodies all those qualities. So the the fairly liberal Michael Moore, you know, he was he was not a fan of. Yeah. 
Another person he was not a fan of was Mother Teresa. Oh, Famously yeah. kind of got in trouble, well, not trouble, but you know, controversy for talking about Mother Teresa. And it really boils down to his quote, Mother Teresa was not a friend of the poor. She was a friend of poverty. She said that suffering was a gift from God. She spent her life opposing the only known cure for poverty, which is the empowerment of women and the emancipation of them from a livestock version of compulsory reproduction. Because, you know, Mother Teresa basically just had poor houses where she helped people who were poor, but didn't help them get out of poverty. No. Well, she was a great fan of pain and suffering. Yeah. To to, to get you closer to God. Or, yeah. yeah. Then I'll say. just uh, leave this section on Christopher Hitchens and his passing and talking about him with, I think, a very appropriate quote from his... Um, he edited The Portable Atheist a collection of various essays and readings from uh, various non-believers throughout history. Mm -hmm. And in that he says, the only position that leaves me with no cognitive dissonance is atheism. It is not a creed. Death is certain replacing both the siren song of paradise and the dread of hell life on this earth with all its mystery and beauty and pain is then to be lived far more intensely. We stumble and get up. We are sad, confident, insecure, feel loneliness and joy and love. There is nothing more, but I want nothing more. That was Christopher Hitchens. In a nutshell. 62 years old. You know what? I have one other thing to add to this. Screw all those people who turned around and said, oh, well, Hitch now knows that there's a God. <laughs> no. Sorry. This has to be said. Pastor Rick Warren. Here we go, and I'm going to quote, My friend Christopher Hitchens has died. I loved and prayed for him constantly, and I grieve his loss. He knows the truth with the capital T now. Son of a bitch. I, this came out the day after Hitch died. Of course. And I was all like, screaming at my computer monitor. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't get him a soundbite if they do it a couple of days after. They They had that written for... For years. Probably, but still, I just... (laughs) I know! It sets you to no end. (laughs) Yes, it does. It pissed me off, okay? And it's one of those things that is turning me into that angry atheist. So, Donna! Yes. Uh, CNN just came out with an article about um, holiday myths. and Debunked! Did they make new ones? No, not really. They just... Talk about debunking. <laughs> debunking. So they're talking about holiday myths, as right. in young women myths. Oh, myth! Oh, myth! <laughs> yes. No, about <laughs> these these missive myth. Let me start again. Misses? Little misses. <laughs> these canards. Oh, they're married that, women now. <laughs> these canards that. We've all heard every year um, suicide rate goes up at the holidays. Yeah. You gain massive weight. Yep. Don't drive on New Year's. Correct. Eve. And so they actually went in and looked at the statistics behind it and everything else. And apparently, you don't. Everybody doesn't gain massive weight during the holidays. Well, some people do. <laughs> Not everybody, right. just me. Yeah. <laughs> people tend to gain weight about one to two pounds on average. 
Um, so holiday weight gain is not as, ooh, as it, you know, is always made out to be or, you know, what every yeah, fashion I think, magazine says. I think really says. what happens is not so much people are gaining weight. I think that people go through the holidays and, and if they have sort of like a semi-regular workout like I do, right. it becomes very difficult to do those semi-regular workouts. And so you just feel, uh The routine is blown, blown yeah. to hell. Maybe get... A little bit of weight, so things feel a little yeah. bit more weird, doesn't fit on you quite the same way. Yeah. Well, you eat more. And you feel tired because yeah. you're you got you're a going weird all the time. sleep schedule. You're excited because Santa's coming. Or you're you're pissed off because you're sitting in an airport most of the day or something like that. No, that never happened to me. It was always because Santa was coming. So what else? Okay, uh, yeah. so suicides? Suicides apparently don't go up. Um, many holidays are in the dark winter months. It made sense that people commit suicide. The holidays might be depressing if you've lost a loved one, if you're disappointed, but things are just not matching up to expectation. Right. Well, one of the things about the suicides, and again, I may be incorrect about this there may have been further studies, but one of the studies I read, this was a while ago, showed that more suicides happen in the springtime after the winter months because the people tend to be depressed during the winter months and they start coming out of the depression and more likely to do something about it in the spring. And oh. finals time at college and high school. Finals, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. But there was a, uh, apparently... And prom. Prom is very depressing. <laughs> One study from Japan during the 70s to 90s found lower suicide rates before the holidays. And a U.S. study examining 35 years of data showed no increase in suicides before, during, or after the holidays. Does it say when are the highest points in the article? I mean, I know Gary mentioned the spring. No. But, okay. Uh, But it does also go on to mention that if you are having suicidal thoughts, please contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Call now. Um, <laughs> another myth that they attack is the dangerousness of driving on New Year's Eve. Everybody assumes that New Year's Eve, everybody's out partying, drinking, more drunk drivers, more likely. Well, to- they are. <laughs> right. But it's usually New Year's Day, I would think, was more dangerous than Eve. Actually, the top <laughs> day of the year is July 4th. Uh, assuming that's in the United States. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, all, um. you know, a lot of the, it seemed like a lot of the summer holidays, like Memorial Day, July 4th, Labor Day, where there's a lot of barbecuing and partying going you're, on. You're going out all and day. Drinking, yeah. And I, you know, there's a lot of things like, you know, AAA will tow you home for free sometimes on New Year's Eve. That's happening this There's month. a lot extra. Like cabs might drive you for free or something, more bus routes, because people are prepared, the municipalities are prepared for this, and they work more on public transportation or ways to get you home sober. Sure. Where these other days during the year, they don't plan ahead and people get into bad accidents. Well, they also, I want it noted here that um, AAA also examined this particular myth of the the more um deaths by automobile on new year's new year's eve versus any other day of the year and what they say is um when you're looking specifically at drunk driving related deaths in that category new year's eve day had the highest number of deaths for one day in one day for deaths related to driving under the influence whereas this 
the July 4th date is an overall death by car. Okay. So New Year's Eve, it's it's worse to be in a car. And all those other days, it's it's horrible to be anywhere near a car. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what? Does it, they all go Christine on everybody? I don't know. Uh, you would think that New Year's Eve being in the colder months, it would be dangerous to More, be anywhere on the streets because yeah. it's icy and snowy and rainy and you you're you're waiting Except for the bus you're being Antonio. good <laughs> you know you're drunk and you're being good you're taking the bus home but the bus is coming towards you and you slip on the black ice and you fall right in front of the bus and suddenly there's no podcasters for skeptic wire hmm. you are slightly obsessed and i'm starting to get scared <laughs> he's 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 you been watching be. <laughs> he's he's been watching that that uh what was that movie with uh, with death? He comes and uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Sure. Or no, no, the Bogus one with, Journey. The, no, the, the one the one where death is just killing everybody um, because they escaped death. Saving Private Ryan. Yes. Okay. So yeah, he's all going saving Private Ryan and everybody. <laughs> I'm broken. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> a day at the races. <laughs> Fredonia. Okay. Um, yeah. I got nothing else. So. I still don't want to do any driving on New Year's if I can avoid it. Well, you don't have to. It, Plus, it, with San Antonio, this is the other thing I wanted to say specifically about San Antonio. is We don't really have that black ice worry? <laughs> well, we might have the black well, ice Well, there worry. goes my plan. I mean, uh, go ahead. Yeah, San Antonio has the... Um, the uh, no blow refusal weekend. <laughs> so at any point, a cop, if he thinks you're drunk, can ask you to blow into the tube. <laughs> Is that what they call it now? Yeah, I'm well, sorry. It's no refusal. You can't refuse to blow. <laughs> it doesn't really sound very good, does it? You speak through personal experience, it sounds like. Well, I see it on the on the big signs that say, uh, no refusal weekend, and now no refusal any time. So, I, I, I'm thinking somebody's going to get sued. So far, it hasn't happened, has it? Yeah, well, you know, when that breathalyzer tastes like sausage. <laughs> yes, I went there. <laughs> So you what you go? <laughs> but mom, it'll hurt if I swallow. <laughs> the old cough medicine commercials. Yeah, give so much different spin on it now. Mmm, salty breathalyzer. <laughs> nice. So San Antonians uh, don't drink and drive. Everybody else, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Well, apparently it doesn't happen in other cities. It's just San Antonio. So speaking about no refusal uh, weekend, we're going to go into the lightning round. Lightning round! round. Yes, because they're so equally conflated. No refusing! (laughs) I refuse. Lightning round! As regular listeners may know... We have a thing that we call the lightning round. Lightning, lightning round. round, where each of us gets ninety seconds to lightning round. Ra- oh, to sorry. talk about. Sorry. Yes, talk about what uh, whatever we'd like. Bring it up, discuss it, and move on. 
That's why it's called lightning round. It's really fast. Yeehaw. So, we will start with... Am I rolling? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Donna, what do you have about Perry? Uh, you know, Rick Perry has really kind of turned into the Dan Quayle of, of the GOP nominations this year. Um, he was recently asked by a woman at the Button Factory restaurant about what role prayer plays in his life. Perry responded with, well, I prayed right before I walked over here that I wouldn't make any mistakes that my friends in the media would be able to put on TV. Yeah, okay, fine. He went on to say, I pray a lot because I'm prone to make mistakes. This yeah. is the guy who wants the nuclear codes. This is the guy who wants the nuclear codes. <laughs> That's a good point. Or the nuclear codes. You know. <laughs> I just, That's amazing, yeah. That made me laugh very loud and hard. When yeah, I, 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 I admit it, I kind of face-palmed when I saw it, and I was like, Really? <laughs> yeah, this well, is this is this is what you want to say when you're running for president? president? Yeah, it's it's one of those things where just cut you know cut off when you're ahead and just just say your quick little soundbite and move on. Yeah, <laughs> but you know our governor just got to keep going, got to keep at it. You know, you, you know, know he's the little engine that could. Well, so. maybe he'll dig far enough. He comes out the other side and is some sort of god. At least Mitt Romney, you felt sorry for him when he started talking about gay marriage being a bad thing to those two veterans who turned out to be gay. Gay and married. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Excellent. Yes. Greg. Excellent. Yes. Uh, bonjour. Salut. Bon Jovi? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, this is a little bit of an old story, but um, I thought it was fairly funny. Um, around uh, December 18th or 19th, something like that, um, we were talking earlier about the celebrity deaths coming in threes, where uh, Christopher Hitchens and Kim Jong-il and then uh, that other Czechoslovakian guy who I can't remember. Vaclav Havel. Okay. Well... Originally, there was another person in, in the running for that third person to clump together because apparently um, there was a press release that was uh, put out saying that John Bon Jovi had passed away. Not Little Kim. No. Okay. John Bon Jovi, and it was going all around the Twitterverse, being passed around and all like that. And I'm sure it was Facebook bounced around a bunch. Yeah, a couple of my friends posted it, and of course, the first thing that I do. I went to CNN and it was like, <laughs> look it up. Yep, not there. So apparently it was just basically this f- fake little press release on this hastily put together satire site. And not true at all. So it's a good skeptical lesson that even though a lot of us are getting our news nowadays from Facebook and Twitter, you're hearing about the late breaking news. You know, I heard about Christopher Hitchens' death late that Thursday night mm. on Facebook and, um, you know, I went to other places to confirm it. And that's what you need to do in all your skeptical life, even if it's not about the death of a celebrity, is check your sources. Ding! Yay! <laughs> Great. Well, I'm going to talk about supra-auricular scalp margins! Margins, margins. That sounds technical. It is. What it means is, it seems a good majority of people have a gap between where their ear meets their scalp and where their hairline ends. 
like that? And the reason I, I mentioned this is because my girlfriend was looking at the back of my ears for some reason. Apparently, I don't know, I didn't wash behind them or something. <laughs> I'm we not going to touch that one. Yeah. No, no, we're, we're, Donna, leaving we're not going to say anything. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah, 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 we'll just ignore that. But she's like, oh, you don't have a gap between your ears. And the first thing I thought is, no, I use my brain. <laughs> <laughs> but so we made, we made a bet, which I am losing horribly, because I thought, you've got to be kidding me. I'm the only person that I know that has this gap. And apparently it ranges from about uh, a quarter of an inch to you know, up, up to like two inches. Some people actually have a huge gap between their ear and their hairline. And they, they'll, so they'll grow their hair long and, and cover it up. I'm the only person I've met so far out of eh, you know, like 30 or 40 people, to, to be sure. It's not a lot, but the only one who has So your hair, hair goes all the way all up the way to, your to ear. my ears, yeah. So, so what you're words, saying is, is that you're a freak, and it took your doctor girlfriend to point that out to you. Yeah. So your X-Men okay. superpower no. is... Hey, you still have five seconds. Do I? Uh, uh, according to me. Well, so your X-Men superpower <laughs> is the ability to grow hair further towards your ear. Yes, yeah. so I, I'm hoping to have lots of hair coming out of my ear, and I'm going to do a massive comb over. You know Stanley. <laughs> Stan has run out of ideas when that's the next X-Men. <laughs> Well, you know, it's better Hair than... Hair from your ears, man. Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, tie us a rope. <laughs> it's better than saying that somebody just grabbed your back skin and just... Oh, <laughs> ah. <laughs> Downs. Okay, I apparently missed something. Uh, I... All right, moving on. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Keep going. Donna. What we... I have a different topic than what we have listed on the big board. Indeed. I'm going to talk about... There was recently a kid who uh, survived flesh-eating bacteria. Yay! Yay! His family deemed it a miracle because they had placed a relic of... John Bon Jovi. No. um, (laughs) From a Catholic saint called Kateri Tekawitha, a 17th century American Indian woman who converted (laughs) to Catholicism. Now, here's where, you know, everybody's like, it was a miracle. God's, you know, God spoke and healed this child. Not talking about the doctor. Let me guess, because they didn't bring him to a hospital. Hold on. Let me find the quote here. The Finkerbonners are devout Catholics, but after numerous surgeries to remove the damaged flesh, he took a sudden turn for the better. Sounds like a miracle to me. I don't think these people understand what miracle means. Well, I mean, they have miracle whip. But I hate you. <laughs> but the Vatican is investigating it, deeming it a miracle. Blah blah blah. You can't call it a miracle if, it's a, if medicine has cured it. it. There's no control group here, man. Uh, I'm just saying. Uh, you know, the the answer is clearly printed in the article, in this small little bit that you kind of have to find, but apparently there is no miracle. After it says, he went to the hospital and had many surgeries. Yeah. There, I'm done. So thank you, doctors people. Yes, thank you, doctor people. <laughs> doctors people or doctor people? Thank your doctors, comma, Oh, people. thank your doctors. Yes. Okay. But my doctor had nothing to do with this. Thank you, doctors they, in general. When they cure you of the flesh-eating disease that you might get in the next week or so before you fall in front <laughs> okay. of a bus. <laughs> and I have to ride with you later. I, I'm, yeah, I think I'm calling. 
I am totally steam driving, uh, steaming that, whatever that thing you're seeing on couch. Words escape <laughs> you now. Me, you not talk good. <laughs> Me talk pretty someday. All right, Greg. Yes. You have a question mark? No. You have Mayher and T Bow. Well, uh, this last week, um, the uh, Denver Denver Broncos. I know sports good well. Uh, <laughs> lost. That's a, that's a uh, baseball team, right? I think they're badminton. Badminton. They ah. lost to the Buffalo Bills of New York um, <laughs> on Saturday. Saturday? No. They don't play games on Saturday. Sure they do. Yes, they do. I don't, do. I don't understand these things. I don't follow golf. Um, so they, the Broncos lost really badly, and as pretty much everybody knows, the Broncos quarterback guy is Tim Tebow, who's very famous for being very religious thanking Jesus for every time he wins and everything. Well, apparently, since he lost badly, Bill Maher, the comedian, decided he was going to tweet, and I quote, Wow, Jesus just fucked hashtag Tim Tebow real bad. <laughs> and on X- Xmas Eve, somewhere in hell, Satan is Tebowing and saying to Hitler, Hey, Buffalo's killing them. <laughs> well, apparently, this made a lot of people fairly angry. Upset people, huh? Yeah. Um, basically, you know, people uh, over on Fox just blew their Lost load. their shit? Lost their shit, yes. <laughs> and actually, some people are talking about not just, not trying to fire Bill Maher, but boycotting <laughs> HBO entirely because he sent a tweet. That's amazing. Get- and what's so funny is he's not, he's not mocking God, he's mocking Tebow. Yes. Get a sense of humor, Well, people. you know, here's the thing also, though, and I know we're going over here, but people are all up in arms because um, Saturday Night Live mocked Tebow. That's, yes, yeah, that's right. Jesus. <laughs> but they, they've done that a couple of times. Phil Hartman Phil came Hartman back. did the famous one with um, Sally Field, where yeah, she comes down and says, for will everything. you stop? Really, I have other things to do. Yeah. Help him do the bit, end of the... End of the driveway. Make sure he doesn't hit the mailbox. Oh, help him as he drives away and hits the stop sign and moves, turns right. Blah, blah, blah. Help my coffee be rich and full. I just want one of these days Tim Tebow to just finally lost it and say, You know what? Fuck Jesus. He always makes me lose. God damn it. I hate this. That's going to be a fun thing. I would live for that. It's not going to happen, but I I would Tebow that. (laughs) But I think we still have one more thing thing in the lightning round to get through yes we do this really? is a relaxing song oh it's a relaxing lightning moment relax ah yes yeah oops, no oops, i can't oops, relax oops, sitting next to greg oops, right now oops, 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 no oops. so this is the <laughs> daily mail which uh, many people call the daily fail had an article about a band called boffin that <laughs> had the most relaxing song ever created and they did it scientifically Ooh, exactly so it's a 60 beats per second which is supposed to get to your alpha waves and slow and then it slows down over an eight minute song where nothing happens Uh, i know you listen to this donna i I listened to it it about it was boring yeah uh, I don't care. Uh, they, the they Mannheim saying, Steamroller was the It's best. kind of this ambient kind of techno, no, well, not techno, but ambient electronica yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's sort of a, it's a trance 
And, and that's what it's supposed to be for. But the problem with this one is it just... I guess you have to be in that mindset because it depends on where, where you're at in your life or right at that moment on what will relax you because that did not relax me at all. What It made me want to get up and punch somebody and get in a fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, very, very exciting. But they were saying, I'm taking a uh, mulligan. Uh, they were saying that it was more relaxing than a massage. Bullshit. Uh, I officially yeah. call bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But it, there's only there's only 40, 40 women that they tested. And they did go in and check their, their brain waves, apparently, and their pulse rate. No. It looks like they just did pulse and breath rate. Uh, they weren't taking brain brain activity. So these people were following the song and, and relaxing to the song, but they were honed. It was a very selective group. So they didn't get, like, you know, a guy who runs a jackhammer or some guy who likes ACDC. They, they picked... This is... Um, cherry-picked data. Cherry-picked data. Yeah, and it's hard data. to kind of have a placebo. Yeah, very much so. But if you're I mean, not you into that like- music... Into that style of music, there's no way in hell you're going to realize. Now, see, here's the thing. I do like some electronica, but this, I, do too. I hate to tell you this, this is a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like a, a cat fell asleep on a keyboard. It's just yes. this, just this it, constant it's long. tone. I, I have a I have an uh, album, and unfortunately, I can't remember the composer. But his whole deal was it, when you read when you read about it, it's an orchestral piece. And it's quarter note equals 40. It's very, very slow. Holy and his, shit. <laughs> his idea was, I imagine these great green columns going up to the sky. And it's just, bong, bong. And that's <laughs> 40 minutes long. I think you and hit the nail right on the head there. Yeah. Bong. Bong, yes. I'm, bong. Thinking, I'm thinking you're correct. So, yeah, it pretty so much f- turned me into a shy bald Buddhist who wanted to commit a mass murder. <laughs> the interesting thing is, is the you know this kind of like music that's kind of you know. Dr- Would you turn that? Sh- <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yes. You're not going to have to worry about killing us because we will have killed you. <laughs> All right. So this kind of like music that's very kind of druggy and trippy or whatever. Apparently, you either get the response of slow, lethargic, kind of sleepy, or you get people spinning in the hallways. Because <laughs> right. that's something that would happen at Grateful Dead concerts, where there was this select group of people called the spinners, who would not go inside to their seats. They would be out in the hallway, like where the vendors are, and uh-huh. they would just spin. Okay. They would just spin. One assumes that they were probably on something. Bong. Okay. Yes, probably. Perhaps. But, I mean, something like that, I can... Something uh... like this? Oh, with hand claps. I, okay, I can get around that song now. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's good. Can't. Like with headphones on when it's dark, I can do it then. But I, you have to be—I have to be in a very specific mindset to go. I need something I'm going to relax to, and that would probably still not do it. Yeah, I, you, I think it's you, still you a little bit too You feel like harsh. okay, it's the end of the day. I want to relax. I want to go to sleep. Okay, I'll put on some Enya because sure. you know that's going to Make put you, you sleep. to sleep exactly. <laughs> So, that's it for the lightning round. Uh, we do have one th- more thing that we didn't... We were going to do the... I was going to do the lightning round topic about senseaboutscience.org. And oh. they, they have this postcard that you can send out 
called Ask for Evidence Postcard. And it says, I am asking, with a space, for evidence of their claim. And so you can download it and send it out. So I highly suggest we do that for the Holistic Chamber of Commerce or any wooey kind of person in your or neighborhood. Or our presidential candidates. Presidential <laughs> candidates, absolutely. So uh, senseaboutscience.org basically is they are a charitable <laughs> they are a charitable trust that equips people to make sense of science and evidence on issues that matter to society. And their current activities include something about statistics, which is very good because people aren't good with numbers, as we know. No, not at all. So, Miracle Cures, Ask for Evidence, Libel Reform Campaign. But I think... Actually, is this England? Yes, this is actually in in Great Britain. But the and same it, questions can be asked for our figures absolutely. here in the United States. Absolutely. And it is now on the Skepticwire Podcast's message board on Facebook. I'm watching Greg as he posts it right now. With his <laughs> new Mac laptop. Oh, great. Now the people are going to come to my house and try to steal it. Why would they want to steal a Mac? Because... <laughs> Why would they want to steal your Mac? Because it's got <laughs> lots and lots of... Okay. Porn? No! You can you can order... you can, If you get it, you can you can hack Porn. into it and order any, anything you want off of Adam and Eve because they have his credit card number. <laughs> I'm gifting the world. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to put it <laughs> alright so I guess that does it for this week's episode this week's bizarre episode indeed we'll we'll be back next week with uh, actual topics that we've researched and <laughs> yeah sure yeah. we Actually, will Greg, yeah, Greg, Greg, Greg did some work this week uh, the um, rest I'm of like us. you and I no. so what you're saying is that your new year's resolution is is to continue to do more actual research for the show. I didn't say that. <laughs> okay, your New Year's resolution should be to ah, do oh, more. Oh, so now you're now you're telling me what to do. Research. <laughs> no, I'm. I was trying to summarize what I thought you were saying. Ah, I yes. was misinformed. Oh, Apparently, yes. I need to do more research about your brain. Well, and it's. Hairy ears. Yes. Well, I mean, do we have any New Year's resolutions that we, you know? Well, why don't we come back next week and, and we'll talk, talk about talk the, about the New Year's how we've already failed our New Year's resolutions. Yeah. I mean, because the key to New Year's resolutions is to not make it a super grandiose goal, right? It's a small. Make it specific. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I when plan you... to lose five pounds. Well, okay, five pounds is doable. You know, I plan to run every day. Well, not you, realistic. Yeah, you could even say, I'm going to lose 40 pounds this year by doing X. Right. That's a grandiose goal, but if you have a specific plan, that can still be done. But if yeah. you're just going to say, I'm going to eat less right. or exercise more, that's too vague. Yeah. Well, one of, one of the things I've done is cut out French fries. No French fries. One thing that I would like to recommend to the citizens of San Antonio is learn what your turn indicators are and what they are used for. Good citizens, use your turn indicators. 
They're not an option that you can purchase with your car. They actually do come with your car. And they're really, you're not wasting any energy by using your turn signal or, you know, when it's raining, by turning on your lights. That one's really my, my most annoying one. Yeah. Think of it this way, people. When you turn your wipers on, you should also have your lights on. Which In some states, that's actually a law. The law, yes. And you can also find that on adameve.com. <laughs> Automatic wiper <laughs> blades? <laughs> I don't want to know what those things are wiping up. I don't want to know what the... Hey, it's automatic wipers. Some people are into that kind of thing. Oh, I totally misinterpreted that one. Never mind. Okay. So long, folks. <laughs> bye. Okay. See you next week yeah, when bye. we're less crazy. The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the PodPosted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. Well, you don't have to. It, Plus, with San Antonio, this is the other thing I wanted to say specifically about San Antonio. Is we don't really have that black ice worry. <laughs> well, we might have the black. Well, ice there worry. goes my plan. I mean, uh, go ahead. But African Americans. <laughs> um, It's a shame we just can't use that one because it's. it's... <laughs> anyway, um. <laughs> this is going in at the end, isn't it? <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna listen to anything. <laughs> just keep talking. What was I? Well, now I forget my point. Um, oh, yeah, well, San, San Antonio. Antonio.